1: I have Patriots Beat Podcast. I'm Ryan Spagnoli. As always, joined with me, my good friend, Alex Barth of 98.5, the Sports Hub. Alex, what's going on? How we doing? Hopefully, your day is going a lot
0: better than my day or night yesterday is going. It went. Yeah, so I I, you, you had a little hockey injury there. I don't think we need to show it on camera. It's a no, silly. it's pretty
1: gross. It's pretty gross, Alex. I, I split the yeah. elbow open. The bone was sticking out, but I finished finished the game. Had no idea. Hashtag, uh, what's it? Please like my sport or something. People used to something say something like that. that. <laughs> and a,
0: a, a trooper back on the show today, so, so I'd right, love to right. see that. We will. Um, Couple of caffeine,
1: little yeah. caffeine helped, but I'm doing good. I'm here. My voice still works. Uh, that's good for us. Maybe not for others, but we'll roll with it. But anyways, a lot has and changed. Just, just real
0: quick to apologize to everybody in the uh, in the chat. I don't know why it said four fifteen on the schedule. This was always a five o'clock show. So apologize, people who've been waiting for forty five minutes.
1: Right and and uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, this is not a lot has changed. I think it'll be kind of a slower show. Right, we'll we'll break down the practice squad. I guess we'll take it from there, and then we'll do a little bit of a of a Q and A, just any any questions that arise. Right, next week we'll get into game week. We'll be on more of a schedule. Uh, It's kind of that dry period between week one once they got rid of that, um, you know, that fourth preseason game. But anyways, a lot has changed. I think uh, in in a good way for the Patriots. Right, I think the last time we talked um you know little jordan humphrey right we were kind of surprised with that what would happen we thought he'd be gone yep. trey nixon right we were we were kind of talking i guess we could start there with those two guys right we were kind of coming away with it to finish the show hey if you can get one of these guys back i think you're in a pretty good situation in terms of your depth right wilkerson went on ir late that night so we you know we were kind of assuming he'd get pushed through and then ir'd and they'd make room for him but his season's done trey nixon and and and. uh Lil Jordan Humphrey make it onto the practice squad. You assume at least one of those guys, probably Humphrey, is elevated. And, and I haven't been on my phone much. Um, did
0: Thornton officially go on IR yet? Nope. We're still waiting on that one. And I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's doing better than we think. Although, based on the what all the doctors, the Twitter doctors were saying about his surgery, it would be kind of surprising if he doesn't get put on IR because I think just the recovery time from that. Would hold him out for the first four weeks. It's about after that, you know, how fast does he recover? Um, I can run through the practice squad real quick here. We think so. It's it's kind of been a work in progress. I've counted like nineteen potential practice squad players when they only have sixteen spots. So there's might be some moves that have been made that we don't know about yet. Um, we've got Kevin Harris. J.J. Taylors, the running backs, Trey Nixon, Lil little Jordan Humphrey. They signed Lynn uh, Bowden earlier today. We'll get into him because I, I loved yeah. him
1: coming out. I yeah, loved I
0: want to talk about that one for sure. Uh, Matt Sokol, Jalen Weidemeier, is tight ends, Cody Rusey, James Ference, Bill Murray. And then they signed another guy today whose name is, is escaping me right now. But they added another, um, I'll pull that up, another offensive lineman. There was also an offensive lineman yesterday at practice wearing number 68 who we never found out who that was. He wasn't there at practice today, so who knows what that means. Um, so that's the offensive line. If you can't tell, I'm stalling here. The other player is, is uh, Leroy Watson, an offensive lineman. And then the rest of the practice squad on defense, LeBron Ray, Jeremiah Farms, Harvey Long, Cameron McGrone, Terrence Mitchell made it back, and then Brad Hawkins. So that's the practice squad as we know it right now. Uh, of course, there could be some moves here or there.
1: Right, and I, I think you come with. I think a lot more people are happy at, with more happy with their practice squad than their their 53 man roster right now. Which I got some comments know, like that, right? Like I, I did too. Like it's it's kind of one of those things. It's like all the fan favorites people fell in love with in the preseason that you you expect to get signed elsewhere. I guess that's typically what what happens, right? Especially when they're coming from right. the Patriots. And I know times have changed, right? It, it's a new kind of you know. Team and organization from a from a quarterback perspective, right? Those guys typically leave, but uh, I was shocked. I was, you know, maybe Humphrey wasn't a shot cut, right? We were kind of debating that last time, but yeah, I was bit. shocked.
0: I was probably the biggest surprise. But yeah, I Humphrey's was shocked second that Humphrey made it back.
1: I think that's a shock to yeah, a lot of people. Is. I with with how how much how many teams value receiver depth, and and you heard all preseason the Patriots were fielding calls at that position. Right, obviously, more about their top guys, right? Bourne, Aguilor, guys like that. But you know, I think teams maybe kind of figured, hey, one of these guys might push these guys off the roster. And obviously, this was prior to the Thornton injury. But um, like you said, I I think with teams valuing that position so much in in today's game, to get him back and and have a key depth piece moving forward, especially with the you know practice squad elevation rules now changed, um, it's huge for them. I think that's a big piece for them.
0: It really is, and you know, oddly enough, too. Not only did they get Humphrey back, and we talk about, you know, I think he's a fifty-three player caliber wide receiver, and we can add to it even further. They might have gotten a better receiver too, and Bowden. And I, you know, I saw some people tweeting me today when I kind of tweeted that I was excited about Bowden's potential. You know, why are we doing this? He's not good, you know. I thought L.J. Humphrey was the guy. I thought Trey Nixon was the guy. No, Lynn Bowden is a—he's a, different, like. I think the circumstances in which they'd use Humphrey are different than what Bowden's going to do. Right. Uh, But to get a guy like Bowden at this stage. So I know you said you liked him coming out. I I really liked him coming out too. Just a quick little background. So was recruited to, to Kentucky. He was an option quarterback, a running back and option quarterback in college was recruited to Kentucky played wide receiver, played it well, his first two years. I don't know if he started as a true freshman, but he was heavily involved as a true freshman and then, but he was the wildcat quarterback too over those two years. He did some wildcat quarterback stuff, also returned kicks, punts, a really good punt returner. His junior year, their top two quarterbacks get hurt. They kind of go to him and say, Hey, you want to be our starting quarterback? You've been a wildcat quarterback. And he did. And he didn't look bad. He didn't, you know, wasn't going to win the highs, been playing quarterback, but he made some throws. He made some throws, you know, later in the year, he goes back to wide receiver, kind of. Was a spark, you know. Kentucky's been good the last couple of years. Bowden's team was kind of the beginning of that because uh, they'd been a punchline for a while there. So you know, versatile resume. I talked to him today. He said he did speak with the Patriots at the combine his rookie year. It seemed like he made sense. The Raiders took him in the third round. Then for some reason, and by all accounts, he, he had a good summer that summer. But the Raiders then traded him for a third round pick
1: before training at, camp. Right at
0: the end, or no, at the end of training camp. Right or was it before training camp? I thought it was at the end. I, I remember right. watching so,
1: that a few years ago, going what, like, "Why? What is? Because right, you saw Sean Way get traded last year to New England, yeah. right? But so he that got was traded, round
0: pick. So yeah, he got traded September fifth. So anyway, he gets traded to the Dolphins, which now all of a sudden he as a rookie, he's got to learn a whole new playbook on the fly. Still managed like a twenty catch season. He didn't play in every game, most of them. It was a twenty catch season, and then he missed all of last year on IR. So. Really fascinating player, upside, versatility. I, I got to talk to him today for a little bit, and so th- they assigned him a number 80. And I, I asked him, I said, do you know the history of number 80 with the Patriots? He said, no, he just got the number this morning, but he was actually looking forward to looking it up, you know, after practice and this weekend. I said, well, you know, your coach, Troy Brown, wore it, and he played some corner, played quarterback in a preseason game, was a great kick returner. And, and Bowden kind of chuckled. He goes, hey, it sounds like me. So I'm not saying Lynn Bone's going to come in and beat Troy Brown, but, you know, fascinating player, fascinating player with upside and potential they brought in.
1: Yeah. And I wonder, too, with with how the running backs on the roster and I know Montgomery, we, we're st- he's still not at practice. We're kind of unsure. I would say his week one status is up in the air now. Right. It's kind of ticking down. I mean, obviously, things I would can say that's very yeah. right. And I know it's this. It, for Bowden's career, right? You start off in Oakland. Like you said, you get traded after training camp, you go to the dolphins, then you go on IR, like not the greatest start to his career. A lot of bad luck. It's another playbook, another team, right? It, it could be a lot to, to ask for in a short time frame. but
0: you brought up Sean Wade. I thought that was a good comp. Look at Sean Wade. He didn't play last year.
1: Right. But I wonder too, in like with their running backs on the Ross right now, if Montgomery were to go down. I wonder if you can throw a guy like this in the mix. You know, a few weeks down the road, if this injury is more serious, like I think this guy's a true Swiss Army knife for them uh, that they can similar comp to Ty Montgomery, because remember Montgomery was listed as a wide receiver when they signed him. Right. That RB slash wide receiver. He yeah. played a lot more running back in, in Green Bay, but played more receiver in New Orleans or maybe vice versa. But anyways, I think a guy like this bodes some versatility It may be somebody that's more of an upgrade over a J.J. Taylor, if you're kind of in a pinch in that certain situation.
0: Yeah, no, I I mean, I think there's a, a a ton of possibility in what he can do. I think they can use him in a number of different ways. And, yeah, you, I, I don't think – we've talked about Taylor, kind of his issues in pass pro. I don't think Kevin Harris is there yet as a passing down back. If they're not there yet with Pierre Strong, Lynn Bowden could be that guy. He hasn't played as much running back as Montgomery has. He really hasn't done it since college. He's mostly just been a wide receiver uh, in the NFL. But I, if they needed to, I think they could put him there – you're not going to like run the ball to him from like a single back formation, but if you need him to catch passes out of the backfield, I think he could do that. And he's a big guy too. I, I, I've never really seen him pass block. I can't speak to his technique, but I mean, he's not a small guy. At the very least, he, he'd be able to get in the way of a pass rusher.
1: I think this was a it was years in the making. Like you, you saw this guy, you watched him coming out that 2020 draft. Everybody knows yep. the receivers. You know, you kind of looked at this guy like you know, day two, late day two, early day three pick makes a ton of sense for the Patriots. I think he probably went a little bit earlier, right? We can always argue about draft boards and how teams value different positions and players. But I looked at this guy, like if they're going to take a receiver on day two, it's it's a guy like Lin Bowden. So yeah. to have him come back, it's almost full circle. It's kind of a, you know, we, we, we saw this coming. Years in the making, like this is a Patriot type of guy, somebody that can help them in the kicking game. Like you said, out of the backfield when a push comes a shove. And, and another depth piece at wide receiver. I think the biggest thing with this position, the wide receiver group, and I say it all the time, how far they've came like the 2020 Patriots, no disrespect to the guys in the roster. Lynn Bolden's probably their number three that year. And now he's a practice squad yeah. guy probably behind Trey
0: Nixon and, and little Jordan Humphrey right now. So you're again, I don't know if he's behind those receiver. two. I don't know if he's behind those two. And, and I mean, some of it, they're three very different receivers. So yeah, some sure. of it is, you know, what do you want the guy to do? If it's for his game plan are specific, right? But, what do you? Right. But I don't, I would say Bowden and Humphrey are comparable. I, you know, if we, if we were just going to like assign Madden ratings, if we we're going to put a number on a scale of one to 10 letter grade, I think they'd be pretty close. Now their skill sets are very different. So like, let's say Devonte Parker gets hurt, right? I think little Jordan Humphrey would be the guy you go to in that situation. If you need to replace Kendrick Bourne, well then Lynn Bowden makes a lot more sense. So I, I think they're kind of, you know, it it depends on what the team's looking for. I think that an argument could be made in terms of elevations. And this is a question I've got. Maybe, Ryan, we can dig into this here. You know, who do we think the practice squad elevations are going to be to start the season? Uh, I think both would be candidates to be elevated. It just could depend on the matchup and what the team wants in that given game.
1: Right. And like I said, it depends on, on like we we, just, we know Thornton's not playing. Right. Week one. What about Montgomery? Right. And and you're allowed up to, I always forget because once COVID happened, they changed the rules with the practice squad. Two How elevations.
0: You a- so you can elevate two players per game standard. If you have players with COVID, if, if you had players with COVID, you could elevate more. That's gone. Yeah. Um, So you can elevate two players per game. Each player can be elevated up to three times in a season. Right. After that, if you want to bring, if you want them to play, you have to like actually sign them to the 53.
1: Right. Okay. So I like, I mean, in, in a in a pinch, early on in the year, I think these two guys could potentially push for uh, you know an opening day roster spot. Like you see too, this initial fifty-three man roster. Like, watch how much it changes from week one. You know, like with the I mean, watch moves. how much it changes
0: before week one.
1: That's what I mean before week one. Like oh, what yeah. the, the the roster they have right now isn't going to be the team on the field. It, it just things are going to change. Being actives, there'll be guys that come up. So I, I wonder with his experience being a pro already, and, and I don't want to say being familiar with New England because he just got here, but I guess familiar from a from a professional standpoint, it probably makes it a little bit of a smoother transition for a guy like that, but um, this well, guy I mean, could never was... play. We could never play. We like, we have no idea, but I, I'm just happy because like I said, I like the comp, a lot of people liked
0: him coming out. And I think this, like I said, was years in the making for a right. player you're, like this. You're not saying that like you like the signing because you think he's going to be a massive difference maker, but you just like the potential. You like what could potentially be there. I think that's fair. And in terms right. of the comfort level, I thought this was interesting. And somebody sort of mentioned it in the chat there, right? They got Devonte Parker from Miami. I saw Bowden talking to Parker a lot in practice today. So, you know, he does have somebody in that room who just made the same switch he's making. So I think that, you know, that could be something that helps him out a little bit. I don't know that it makes or breaks his time in New England, but, you know, at least for his sake, somebody helped make him comfortable. So I think that's a good one.
1: Football is back and Bet Online is your number one source for all your football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football odds, news, and games matchups, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is your continued source for all your wagering information, including live betting, free contests, and live scores. It is always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. So head on over to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use promo code CLNS50 to receive your awards. BetOnline, where the game starts.
0: You Want to try to guess these uh elevations here before we take questions, or you have any other practice squad thoughts? No, I one more too, just on LeBron yeah. Ray. I thought that was
1: a good one to get him back. I think that was I kind was of a surprised. right? Another guy, I guess, on the defensive side of the ball. If you're going to be surprised with somebody making it through, uh, LeBron Ray was one of them. I, I, I know when we were kind of wrapping up the show, it kind of looked like he wasn't going to make it just because of you know, um they kept Sam Roberts and, and, yeah. you know, Demarcus Mitchell made it. And I know he's more of a special teamer and everything, but like just the roster spots didn't make much sense for a guy like that to make the initial, uh, but happy for a guy. I think that's a guy that, Hey, come here. We, we see the potential. Maybe you're, you're just not ready yet. That's a guy that, you know, could thrive in their practice squad. And you never know, could make an interest this year down this, uh, an impact this year down the stretch. If you, if push comes to shove or, you know, hey, next year this is a guy we're talking about having one of the best camps. I, I think the potential with Ray's always been there. I believe he was a five star going into Bama.
0: Yeah, I mean, his, injuries and it's it's an injury thing, really. He played thirty one games in five years. If not for the injuries, he's probably a day two pick, maybe an early day three pick, just the way the draft went this year. But he he he's, he did not go undrafted based on talent. I I can confidently say that.
1: Right. So, like I said, that's a guy they they have in their building now for another year. That. Like I said, he can certainly has the potential and, and the in the talent to make an impact. I think along this front seven, maybe it's just not there yet. It, it's a crowded group. I think we can agree that's probably their deepest positional group. Maybe other than safety, it's tough to find snaps with those guys, especially as an undrafted rookie. So was happy he got through. But um, Alex, if you want to guess these elevations, go ahead. I, I'd love to. I'd love to hear your thoughts, and then we'll just jump into a Q and A. Like we said, kind of a, a, a lighter show today. It's kind of that awkward time where, hey you know, it, it's, it's a, what's it? 10 days, 11 days since week yeah. one till, till Sunday next week will be more of a game breakdown. It'll, it'll feel more like a game week. It'll be kind of a regular season schedule. So
0: just wanted to get one out, get our thoughts out. and We'll take a couple questions, but go ahead, Alex. So I'm going to get, and this is just a guess. And this is assuming that time Montgomery can't play. Cause we haven't seen him at practice. You know, what, I'll do this. All right. If time Montgomery can't play, if he can't go, I'm going to say the elevations are JJ Taylor, and Terrence Mitchell for week one. That'll change throughout the year. It'll be different for different games. That's who I have for week one. If Ty Montgomery's healthy, I'm still going with Terrence Mitchell. And then I am going to add, I don't think it'll be an offensive lineman because they kept eight. So you're not going to dress nine offensive linemen. You're not going to healthy scratch one to call up another. I'm going to go Harvey Longy. They like him on teams. They like him in the kicking game. So I'll, those will be my picks. I like that too. I, I I'll just base it off. I uh, think, and let me say, I think Bowden gets elevated at some point, but it's one soon. week, week and a half in the system. Right? He needs he needs and, some and where, time. And where's his?
1: fit really. I don't think he's going to yeah. jump into that Ty Montgomery role in the next you know week, week and a half. Yeah,
0: that's, late, uh, that's, like that's the later. That's later. Pick.
1: Year. I would yeah. say Terrence Mitchell just because it's a it's a it's a veteran guy. I know he's on his like eighth team in nine years, but somebody that's you know played a lot of football in the league. Somebody that, you know, push comes to shove out there. You need an extra corner, somebody that can help you in some spots. I like that. I think that was just kind of a numbers game for him. I know he didn't have the greatest camper preseason. I think he kind of got outplayed by a lot of some, some younger guys that made him in a spot, but it always makes sense to have carry an extra corner. Uh, and I like the JJ Taylor one too, right? He's been here. I know he hasn't played much. He hasn't lived up to maybe the potential that we had seen that electricity he showed in college, but you know, like I said, third down kind of a a, a weird situation third and long maybe you can dump it off to him get you know he can help you pick up you know a a big chunk play here and there but I think both of those guys say it's Taylor Mitchell I don't think you see a lot of them in week one right maybe in some spurts maybe more Mitchell just because of his experience but um, I'd guess those two as well
0: good picks good picks
1: all right, so let's let's kind of get into, I guess, the back half of the show here. I know it's been a crazy week, crazy camp. Camp is finally over, thank God. It's time for real football. I, I'm not a training camp guy. I know, Barth, you love it. This has been the first year without a quarterback competition. I'm like, wow, this is really, you know, I, I, I want some football. So uh, it's been a long couple of weeks. The roster yeah. obviously is what it is, the practice squad. So if you have any questions, drop them in the chat. We'll, we'll have Alex kind of run it here and share share certain ones. And we will, uh, we'll dive into those. I think that's always let's, the best.
0: Yeah, let's start here. I, I'm. I i do not think this is happening at this point. No, I, I feel no. like if if I thought there was a a chance it might happen at the beginning of is camp is Hightower I, not coming back or is he coming
1: in week two or three for people right. not watching or listening oh, to podcast him?
0: It's a good point. This is mainly an audio. We I we corrected should you the for the first no. time in the show. So good I jo- like no good job. Back. Good pat on. The, <laughs> let's let's give Ryan a little golf clap to everybody. listening all at home. Good job. Um. I, I don't think this is happening. I thought at one point it might, but I you know, kind of the last couple of days would have been the time. You know, the last few days of camp or the first few days out, they're gonna get into the game plan next week in Miami. If he's coming back in week two or three, he's coming back in week one, right? So at this point I don't think so. Now if they get banged up, I was gonna maybe say. it's something we revisit again like Thanksgiving, but you don't, you don't come back in week two or three, right? Like my, you either my, come back my in week whole, one, or you come yeah. back midway through the season. My whole thing with this, cause you've, you've
1: heard this floater, right? Cause he didn't, uh, he didn't retire. He was a free agent. He obviously didn't sign. He knows he's in the back. Like if he plays this year, he's got one more year of football. Like I, I don't think this guy's got a lot of years left. Right. So why move your family You're towards the end of your career? Right. I think you know, and this is speculation. I'm not reporting anything. Everybody knows that, but I always felt from this situation from the get-go was, you know, Hey, if you need me, if it were in a pinch and you need me, give me a call. Right. Like, uh, you know me, I'll be in shape. I I know the, you know, I can, you know, play the position, but interesting, you know, we're trying to turn this over to a new group of linebackers, but you know, Bentley goes down, McMillan goes down, you kind of lose some guys in the middle there. You know, you kind of have high tower on speed dial. I think that's the best way to kind of describe this situation. So you think
0: they're waiting for him. Or, sorry, you think he's waiting for them, not they're waiting for him.
1: I think maybe a little bit of both, if that makes sense. Because
0: that's what I think it's if he called Bill today and said, Bill, I want to come back. He'd he'd say yes. Right. Yes. But what you're saying is kind of he's waiting for the Patriots to be like, hey, man, we need you. Can you, can you come right. back Like
1: maybe like an in-between there? Like, I don't, I don't necessarily like if he came back, what's he going to give you like on a, on a game day, well, like 30, I, 30, 30 snaps a week. If you know, but like. I
0: think that's fine. Like I've said this before, if he comes back, it's not to play his old role. I, 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 think that, you know, I really like what they've done at the middle linebacker spot. They've gotten younger. They've gotten more athletic but we still don't know what they're going to be on the edge. The role Kyle Noy played last year, that strong side edge. It's a position he's played before. It's not as good at it too. Right. He's good at it. It's not a role where speed is necessarily the focus. It's really just being mean, nasty, you know, physical guy, which he can do and that he can still do. So, you know, I, somebody in the comments just said like you're hypocritical. If you want high tower back talking about the linebacker position, I I'd like to see him back. I wouldn't necessarily like to see him back in the role he was in last year. I don't think he should be back in the role he was in last year, I think but I think from, in like a early going. down edge role that could work
1: that, or like I said, if if they're so depleted and you're kind of in the mix of a playoff run, kind of pushing, you're not going to find a linebacker off the street. That's going to be able to make an impact that he would in a limited right. capacity, right. Because of his experience here. So that's kind of been my, for, from the, the entire time all summer, I was like, yeah, I think if they need him back, they'll get him. And if he wants to come back, like really, really wants to come back, he'd be back. So um, that's kind of it on Hightower. I, you know, one yep. of the best. I think most, most one of the more important pieces, especially on that defense oh, yeah. in Dynasty 2.0, like an absolute monster. Red Jacket, another guy that that'll who have is stay
0: down there. Who is the best 54 in Patriots history?
1: Oh my God, man, it's
0: tough. That might be the toughest. Is, is there? I don't well, know. Hightower one three,
1: tougher... Hightower one three, and Bruschi one three.
0: Right. Is there another number on the roster that's that tough Where like, like who's the better, maybe 24, but I still go law just cause he was here longer, right. Over Gilmore yeah, or Rivas.
1: And, yeah. I don't but, know. But maybe the there's another with,
0: number I'm missing, but yeah, 54, man. It was well, crazy.
1: One. I think both like, it's, that's such a hard question. Like we could talk about this for hours. I think like Brewski brought, and this was, you know, I was growing up, so I didn't obviously watch football as thoroughly as I did now, but you know, from just you know watch every watching him growing up right like I felt like maybe Hightower made more of like a he made bigger plays and was better in bigger moments but I think Brewski was like a huge part of building the culture that they have now from a leadership perspective and, and kind of giving that defense a name so in both their rights like they both had such a big role I think just in different ways, but I mean, th- you don't win three Super Bowls without Dante Hightower. <laughs> like, it's no, that's insane. true.
0: I like, high, you're right. Brusky was like he's a big part of the reason the culture is what it is in New England. But Hightower was as a player might have been better, a winner, like a winner. Oh yeah, I think oh, he's Bruschi's a winner too. But I think he was a better yeah. player. Um, let's let's stay at the linebacker position. Uh, and again, we're just doing a Q and A now, so keep the questions rolling in. I'll I'll try to get to as many as I can here. Uh, what do they see in Jelani Tavai? He's a big physical downhill linebacker. They've always liked that. Bill Belichick praised him as a leader in a leadership role with the team. Matt Patricia drafted him in the second round of 2020. I think that's part of the connection. That's what they see. That's, that's what they see. That's why he's still, and he can play special teams. That's what they see. That's why he's still here.
1: Yeah. I was trying to like who shame McClellan. Is that who was like, kind of in that role where he's like a really good special teamer and they kind of play him in some spurts, maybe a different position, but they both kind of played off ball. Uh, I forget what
0: year that was. Was it like, well, I wonder you're kind of describing like a defensive version of Brandon Bolden. Yeah. Yeah. I think Bolden probably had more of an impact, but you know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to, but it was a year to year. There were some years where Bolden really didn't play offense. And then some years he did. It was kind of based on the roster. Right. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think like I know,
1: the Carolina game Tavai was getting, you know, snaps with the ones over Mac Wilson. Like I'd right. be surprised in week four, if he's playing over guys like that, but as a depth piece, I think he's good in the kicking game. Somebody that you can play in spurts. Like every, every team needs a guy like that, especially that position. Uh, so I, I mean, do, do I agree with it? Do I love the player? Do I think he's going to be a stud? Like, I don't know. No, but, you know, I, I think people are so hung up on this guy. It's like, you know, they, they got holes elsewhere rather than their, you know, fifth or
0: sixth linebacker. <laughs> All right. How about this? Let's, let's look ahead to week one a little bit. This might be a bit of a fantasy football question, but we'll take it anyway. I'm getting well, ready t- for the
1: draft barth. I got I
0: to get going. Oh, that's going. true. Oh, so that's what Big we need to do at the end of the show. I think people need to submit the worst possible draft advice for Ryan Spagnoli. And he's going to have to pick one that he has to try to do during his draft. I think we, and should I'll,
1: I'll, I'll share it next show. How, oh no, we'll how make how sure you share.
0: We'll get the screen grab. We'll throw that on Twitter. Uh, will Damien Harris or Ramondre Stevenson have 100 yards rushing in week one?
1: So I don't even think this is like a fantasy question. I think it's a question in general with these two, right? Cause Damien's yeah. contracts up at the end of the year. They don't like to pay running backs right from a, just from past history Stevenson kind of is trending towards to being that lead back role like i'm curious how they handle the both of them this year because if you don't expect Damian Harris to be back run him wild give him the ball 25 times a game and let him go but if you kind of want to do the similar you know two back kind of tandem that two-headed monster that they had last year which i think works awesome right like it's and especially with Ramondre in his second year now has has some footing has a role for himself remember it took him almost half the year to really find his footing and, and carve out a role for himself. Um, I, I think both of these guys, it's going to be similar than last year. Like I said, obviously, if their plans, their future plans with Damien are different, it might be different in terms of who gets the ball more. But I think on a weekly basis, you could see these guys trading, you know, 60, 70, 80 yards, depending on who
0: they're playing in um, a and, and similar situation as last year. All right. There's some really good fantasy football advice here. Some people want you to draft Julio Jones, save that. We're going to do that at the end of the show. It's good. It's good, but save it. Um, there was another question here that I just lost track of here. It is listed. So, so we did like who will get elevated from the practice squad for week one, but this is actually probably a better question. If, and when Tyquan Thornton goes on IR, who gets signed, who gets added to the 53, who do you think? And, you know, so they're asking little Jordan or Trey Nixon. I don't, Necessarily think it has to be a receiver. I think they could, I wonder if they sign Terrence Mitchell or LeBrian Ray or maybe one of the running backs and move on and, and just elevate little Jordan or Trey Nixon when they need the receiver.
1: Right. And like I said, it's not necessarily, oh, Thornton's down. We have to elevate a wide receiver. Like they still have enough right. guys in that roster to kind of fill that void. Uh, but relatively speaking, for a question standpoint, little Jordan Humphrey's probably the better player, but is Trey Nixon more of a style? Like at Tyquan's, they're all three are different, but like, what do you really want out of the guy of replacing Thornton? If that's, I right. guess, the question, right? Uh, I'd go Humphrey just because of how well he's looked. And I think it's a guy with pro experience and, and somebody that can help them in a lot of different ways, but. Uh, I'd be shocked if you know, Oh, Fortin's on IR. We're just going to, you know, elevate these guys trading off each week until he's back. It it doesn't really work that way.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I would agree with that. I, Or or maybe, you know, maybe it's somebody on another roster. There's still a couple players out there that were cut that haven't been signed. I know Justin Bethel was, I I really, even with the Instagram post, I thought there was a shot Justin Bethel would be back. Did he sign in Miami? I thought he signed in Miami. He just, like, right before we jumped on. Yeah, he signed with the Dolphins. That was the report by Field Yates. So they'll see him week one. But I I, I don't think it's necessarily just somebody in the practice squad either. Again, we'll keep, we'll, we'll go for like another 10 minutes here. Keep taking your questions. Uh, I'm trying to, do we need to do, we don't need to do a Boston sportsman today. I'm good on all that. I am excited for the backyard brawl tonight. That's a big one. All right. Here's a good question. Uh, yeah. What I like this one. What's a realistic stat line for Mac this year. You go first. Let me, well, I, I was going to pull so, up his numbers from last
1: year. So I I was
0: about to do the <laughs> same. It's always thing. the
1: extra game. So it always looks a little bit more inflated because last year was the first, um, right. you know, year with that extra game. Right. So, well, so, uh,
0: so here's he was, Mac last year. Uh, in 17 games, obviously, 17 starts. He, th- he threw the ball 521 times. I didn't even realize that. That's a lot. I didn't realize he threw the ball that much.
1: Oh, but yeah, uh, people tell you they don't trust him to throw the ball.
0: No, the game in Miami is the only game they've ever actually played, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> or the game in, in Buffalo, Buffalo is the only game yeah. they've ever actually played, yeah. Uh, he completed 67.6% of his passes, 3,800 yards, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, a quarterback rating in 92 and a half, QBR of just over 50. Took 28 sacks. So our right, expect let's, that to go up this year. With so, the status well, so of that line. Let's phrase this a, a, a let's do this a little differently. Instead of just like predicting the stat line, because we could just pull numbers out of our ass. But let's let's hopefully whoever it's a good question. I hope this still you know gives you what you were looking for. Uh 521 pass attempts this year, more or less. More. I think it's, it might Around be more, same. you know what? I think it's going to be close. We, 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 yeah, we, like, we'll make close an option too. Let's try not to lean on that, but I think it's probably close. 67.6% completion percentage, higher or lower this year. That's a really good completion percentage as a rookie. Like
1: Close, close to
0: it. How much are you going to, what are you going to throw? 70, 72%? Like. I think it's, I think it could actually be higher if they are going to do this West Coast stuff. A lot of it is like short passes and yak, right? So I wouldn't be surprised either way. I think it'd be close. Another way. I, I think he, if they're going to do the West Coast stuff, he might go over. Now tied to that, yards per attempt, that might go down. Right. I could see his completion percentage going up, but his yards per attempt going down because I think they're going to do some shorter stuff. Seven point three yards per attempt last year. Ryan, up or down? Ah, uh, down down i i think it's going down too. uh total yards 3,800 up or down
1: i'll go over i'll go over i think that, that was a yeah
0: you think he, 4, think he gets 4,000
1: i think he he has the capability to especially with the improved talent uh, on the out can they pass I, well, this is if they can figure out their offensive line situation right in a, in a fantasy world but yeah i think over i mean it took them we have his first 300 yard game like week eight or so versus the jet it was a, was it was a while time.
0: into the season so, like,
1: I'd assume he'd have more 300-yard games before that this year. So, I yeah, I'll say over. Over, okay. Uh, touchdowns, 22, over, under? Over, and interceptions, he'll have under. I think he cleans that up a little bit. He got better as the year went on. A lot of those I,
0: interceptions, too, were early in the year, right? So, I think the touchdowns is going to be about the same just because they love running the ball on the goal line. And I think that that makes it tricky, Right. I think he'll be in position to score more touchdowns, but how many, you know, interceptions I think is probably the same or lower. He cuts down on that. Certainly touchdown. So last year's 22, 13. I'm going to go like 26, 10. Just pull those two numbers out of my ass. 26, 10 for touchdowns and interceptions. So better good year, man, comparable, really good year. but better. Well, wait. And then here comes the big question, Ryan Sacked 28 times <laughs> last year. So. That wasn't even like top ten, top fifteen in the league. Joe Burrow was the most sacked quarterback, fifty-one times last season. Oh my God. Um, two, three, he went six. to Super Bowl. Play away from a Super Bowl, insane. Might so be Mac one is like, sets. that's like outside the top twenty in sacks, twenty-eight, but it still feels like a lot. So he got sacked more or less times this season. Than yeah, 28. and that's what's that like one and a half a game, right? A little less than that. A little yeah. less, yeah. Is
1: seventeen thirty-four? Yeah, a little thirty-four. Less. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll go over.
0: <laughs> it's I'm, it's I'm just like, they,
1: I've shown, they've shown nothing to, to make me feel confident
0: saying under on that. I think over
1: and I hope it's, I hope it's under
0: cause I right. and that's not necessarily a Mac thing. I know people say sacks oh, are back no. stat. No. Sometimes they are not every time. And most of the, additional enough ones... at the line
1: of scrimmage gets the ball quick enough where most sacks aren't his fault. Put it that way.
0: Yeah. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, Jacob Myers caught his first touchdown last season. Just throw that out there. He actually caught two. I was so bummed because, and I called it. Who did they played Cleveland the week before Atlanta, and he still didn't have a touchdown at that point. And I remember thinking before the game, next week in it before the Cleveland game, Atlanta. He's he, you know, he's from there. He's gonna score his first touchdown in his hometown. It's gonna be sick. And then I was like, oh no, he's gonna score today to ruin that narrative. And then he did. But, ah, uh, let's see what else we got here. Does so what well, we're doing stats. We can do stats. We didn't do a ton of stats with Evan. He he was he wanted all the advanced stats, which sucked. This is good.
1: Does Devontae do. Parker
0: break a thousand yards? I don't think so. I, I it's it's very Uncommon to see. What was the
1: last guy who went over a thousand yards? Uh Edelman or Cooks? Cooks since twenty seventeen, maybe? Jacoby got
0: close last year. He was like nine that's, or two well, years that's ago. That's was what, like nine
1: something. I was gonna say if there's anybody on this roster, I think that comes close to it or or can get it, I think it's Jacoby, just because of his, his his usage and how many targets he gets. Kendrick Bourne, maybe if 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 he can start to kind of get his footing back from in and catch up where he catch off where he you know left off last year. Um, I think Parker's a guy that, um, it's certainly going to help them, but I I don't really think he's been a big, like yard, you know, he's not a yards after catch guy, which I think that's where you get a lot of your yards, especially if you're not just going to be, you know, throwing 90 yard bombs like Justin Herbert, right? Like that's just not
0: them. All right. So we do have a, a little bit of Patriots breaking news was expected. Tyquan Thornton placed on IR officially for weeks. So. We we, we we talked I about mean, it, it. It's nothing I, I we guess, didn't know, right? Yeah, like in
1: in that five week five, six, seven, that kind of area, kind of get into some lighter teams, like that's a good area to kind of bring him back. Like week three's Buffalo uh, Baltimore, week four's Green Bay, week two's Pittsburgh. Like it was tough to if even if they didn't IR him and brought him back, it's tough to get going against those veteran heavy teams. I think that's right around the area where, hey, we can plug him in and kind of get his feet wet. First, you know, not some, I guess, elite defenses.
0: Yeah, we got that. That's really, really the easier part of their schedule. But that's now official. We didn't get a corresponding move yet, so we don't know who's going to fill that extra roster spot. That'll probably, probably come. Won't. Yeah, that, that might not even come until Monday. So they're off. They're off until actually, I think Tuesday, Labor Day. Yep. Yeah, so we might not know until. Until Tuesday, but that is the, uh, that, that, that's what it is. All right. We got like three more minutes here. So just drop in the chat and, and I'll pick off my favorites as they come in. Give me some really bad, uh, fantasy football advice for Ryan that he should take. I'm a,
1: I'm a track. one-time winner and this. This is the fifth Do year.
0: Do we have, it? Do so we have a, got team a name yet? I don't, I don't. I
1: usually like I was team tank last year because I was terrible. So I was tanking. Okay. Um, it kind well, of comes like, to me. So I used to wait because I'd base it on like the players I got, right? Like, yeah, I do that. Sometimes it's a, it's a subtle chirp to a buddy, you know. We'll keep that in house or something like
0: that. But that too, uh, oh, I I got I, I might have gotten kicked out of a league for that once. I, <laughs> I literally made my team name commissioner's name sucks, and I wasn't. Yeah, back. but I thought it was funny. I normally go with the player. I had uh, I had corn on the shot. I was corn on the job one year. Matt job, yeah, you're yeah, some fancy guy. I had so a you're ba- playing. plan. I think I drafted him in the last round just so I could make that the name. Yeah. No, my ultimate fantasy football story is I never wanted to play. And then in middle school, my friends finally convinced me. And I said, fine, but I'll only draft Patriots or Connor Barth. So I did it. I drafted only Patriots. And that was 2007. And I won. And I said, I'm going out on top.
1: You won. What year was that? 2007? 2007. I had, so had Brady, Welker, Moss,
0: Welker, Stalworth, Gaffney, Maroney, Falk. Like that to Patriot, the only one I didn't get, somebody took Gustowski because they knew it would tick me off. So I drafted Connor Barth, who was with the I think he was with the Bucks at the time. That's awesome. The
1: one guy that's not yeah. is the same last name as you. I love that.
0: All right. Who uh let's see here. Somebody said somebody said draft Sean Watson. I'll uh pass. Drew Fair Locke in Seattle. I was a big um, Drew Locke guy coming out. I, I was him. too. I think a lot of people want you to draft Kendrick Bourne. That might not be bad advice.
1: Late, 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 late round pick. Throw him on the bench. Maybe. But All I'll right. uh, I'll definitely let get. it. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll screen grab it. We'll see how it goes. We'll we'll chat about it. I'm going to get you into fantasy. Not get you're you not. playing. You're not not get you playing. But maybe we'll,
0: we'll Ryan. We'll you're not
1: talking a little bit. No, you,
0: you won't. You won't. Maybe many people have tried. You won't.
1: Well, I'll, I'm still going to try, Barth. But anyways. Um, That's it. I guess we'll see you. We'll be on more of a regular schedule now going forward. Uh, Game days, game day weeks, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So we'll see you guys again on Tuesday. Everybody enjoy your Labor Day weekend. This is the last Sunday without football. I know college starts this weekend. There's some big games on tonight, which is awesome. Um, So football is finally here. Like I said, this is the last Sunday. So uh, enjoy it. Uh, It's almost here. And like I said, we'll be more structured in terms of a game week starting next week. So everybody, thanks for listening. And we'll see you on Tuesday.